Good morning, CJRU. Congratulations to everyone for making it out of the super wacky January. The temperature just goes up, and then it's down, and then it's up again. I mean, what's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on here. It's time for What's New CJRU on CJRU 1280 AM. We've got lots of ups and downs in our recording today, with talks of sadness, news from TMU, and some fantastic tunes. Stick around to see what I'm talking about. Today's clip comes from Your Story Here, a mentorship program funded and run by CJRU that helps people unfamiliar with radio production produce their own recording. The project was funded by funds raised as a part of our 2021 fund drive. So, thanks to CGRU and to you listeners who contributed, many new voices were able to learn more about radio while getting their shows out on the air. The process began back in the fall of 2022. The recordings were aired within the last month. This specific recording was done by Jada Leigh Wyatt. The recording is a collection of discussion clips of Jada with both her friends and herself, stitched together at convenient times. The recordings have a very improvisational tone, specifically the ones with her friends. However, an essential thesis is present, which is the concept of knowing someone. This ties into the concept of mortality, friendship, depth, memories, and within this clip, sadness. Sadness is simply an emotion, but it adequately describes the parts of ourselves that we hold with the most disdain. Anger can come from unjust circumstances, and can be the fuel that helps to light a better world. But sadness... Sadness is not a fuel. It's a hole in the hose that is oneself. It feels like a slowly leaking set of feelings that offer no positive attributes. Let's listen to this section of the recording to hear Jada expand upon these thoughts. I think that's just what was probably like the highlight of my orchestra career, you could say. And instead of like everyone being there, it's just you guys and you guys are like my core in the orchestra, in orchestra. So I really enjoyed that moment. And just really, it was like me finally being like a performer and an artist with all of my friends. Cause I really miss making music with you guys. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Maybe I've been too vague and abstract this whole time. I'm not sure if I'm actually telling you anything about me. Or maybe by being vague, I'm painting an accurate picture of me. Something that words could not express. Well, never mind that. Let's try this again. Hi, I'm Jada. I'm 19. I do know how to read. I'm an artist, a writer, and an aspiring filmmaker. I'm not actively funny, but I've been told that I'm comical or unintentionally hilarious. I like brownies and cinnamon rolls and most pastries, but I don't like donuts. I like cookies best when they're fresh out of the oven. I swallow my anger. I can't talk about sadness without being sad, and I'm mostly happy. I'm an airhead or space cadet, as my sister calls it. I'm very absent-minded, obtuse, oblivious to most things around me, and pretty dense. But I don't think these are necessarily bad things. That's just who I am. Despite my general unawareness, I know how to get around. I'm not afraid to ask questions, and I love going out into the world and doing new things but I hate when the things I already have change. I'm the youngest in my family by two minutes. I'm the first in my immediate family to go to the arts-related career path. I'm not scared of bees, but I will sprint away from them. 
I hate walking and exercise but love sports and will walk for hours when out with a friend. I'll ask someone if they want some of my food and be sad when they take some. I love scary things, but sometimes they scare me. I hate romance, but love love. I want to do so many things, but I spend the majority of my time doing nothing, and I talk fast. Do you know me now, or would we have to meet first? Sadness has always been a solitary act for me. I don't like to be sad in front of people. There really isn't much to say about it because I don't know much about being sad since I always try to avoid it. At the same time, although I wouldn't say that I'm plagued by sadness or anything, it is definitely an important part of me. Something that calls for contemplation, that reveals my desires to me, and yearns for what I know I could do better. Most of the time I'm sad, it's because I want to do more or accomplish more. I'll sit down and think about everything and anything when I'm sad. And it's helped me discover a lot about myself. For that, I'm thankful. What do I think makes me sad? I don't want to say like, oh, I'm more sad, like more often now, but um. I feel like I'm at the, a point in my life where I'm really frustrated with my artistic work. And um, that's because I'm more frustrated with it. I get sad about it more often, which is exactly what I didn't want to say. But I also, because of that frustration and that sadness, it means I'm working on stuff more. And I'm actually getting out there and signing up for opportunities and working on my craft and like figuring out figuring out more about myself as an artist because um I'm kind of becoming more of a mixed media artist right now because there's so many different areas I want to explore and I always knew that like oh I want to write and I want to do film not just um that that I just want to be a filmmaker I want to do more than that and now I'm realizing like I can do all of that stuff I can do visual art and drawing and writing poetry and all these things so that's interesting for me to find out and that does bring me some joy I wouldn't say that you know just art makes me sad that's like a really basic reason it's a safe reason for me to say on recording that's going to be presented to people it's like oh you know I'm just sad because of my art like I get sad because of other things like I get sad when I get into arguments with my friends or sometimes I just feel like I'm not really a part of the group. I'm like an outlier. Not in like all spaces, but I feel like I I stretch myself too thin. I know too much people. And because of that, I don't really know every anybody. Like, oh, I'll know people from my, my homeroom, and I'll know people from my lunch group, and I know people from music, and I know people from school and et cetera, and et cetera. And because of that, I feel like I can't make really deep connections with people. So um, sometimes I feel like everybody is closer to each other than me, and I'm just kind of there. I'm never good at, like, one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. I thrive in groups, so I'll get to talk to with everybody in a group setting. But um, otherwise, when it's time for, like, me and one person to talk, Especially in person, I just feel like I'm kind of distant that way. Can't really connect like I want to. And that also makes me sad sometimes when I feel like 
I haven't really gotten past that stage of knowing how to properly make friends. So I'm still alone in a sense. But then, you know, somebody, uh, whatever, I feel like this, somebody will reach out. I, it's it's just crazy how the universe works because like I won't be thinking I won't like go to someone and say like oh I'm sad and I feel like I'm out an outsider or anything like that but like I remember this one specific time where I was in my homeroom and I was just sad for the same reason I just described just had my head on the desk trying to sleep trying to do whatever and one of my friends came into my homeroom and she gave me this book and she's like this is my favorite book but I'm gonna give it to you and it was just like I needed that so much in that moment and it just reminded me that you know I'll have these thoughts and think like oh no but like I'm just like I'm just there no one it doesn't really make a difference if I'm there or not I'm just a person in the in that space and then I'll be reminded that you know someone does care someone does remember me and I think that's really all I need Thanks to Jada for that amazing recording. I really, really enjoyed that. I so often try and make my recording sections about new developments in the city or new experiences that have been had because I think those things can be hugely impactful in recharging people's social batteries. And that's kind of always been my approach to life as well. I've always been very comfortable with my own mortality, accepting that life really is just one long string of experiences. So I've done my best to make my life as full and as crazy as possible. It gives me pride to think about all the, the wacky things I've done over the course of the 22 years that I've been alive. But whether you like it or not, you can't do it all. Your body and your mind have limits and sometimes you don't feel like being eccentric. And, and that, that can hurt. It feels amazing to be the life of the party, someone who everyone is happy to see there. But something I've had to learn over the years, especially since I've been living in the big city, is that you're not always going to be that person. You're going to get outshine, you're going to have events that you miss, and you're going to get a ton of FOMO from that. And there will be events that you don't have the energy to see everything. It's a subject that, while easy for some people, has been really difficult for me, and it's caused me a lot more sadness than I care to admit. But in the spirit of Jada, I've decided to share these feelings with you all today. So, dear listeners, if you have the time, take just five minutes today and think about what makes you sad. Even just a little time of sad introspection can go a long way to making you feel like you really know yourself. More new TMU developments this week. We've got some piping hot news from D-A-N-I-E-L Centeno with a recording of that announcement as well. Check out this clip to see what I'm talking about. I'm Daniel Centeno. You're listening to CGRU 1280 AM. This story is part of the Local Journalism Initiative. Toronto Metropolitan University is announcing the opening of a new medical school in its Brampton campus expansion. This will be the first expansion of a medical school in Ontario in the past 20 years, and the university's first major expansion since changing the name from Ryerson to TMU in 2022. The Bramley Civic Centre 
was chosen for development due to its proximity to both the Brampton Civic and Peel Memorial Hospitals, as well as its accessibility to municipal transportation. Go Transit and Highway Systems, the press release reads. Notable speakers at the presentation include President and Vice-Chancellor Mohamed Lashmi, Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown, and Ontario Premier Doug Ford. It's hard to believe that almost 10 months have passed since Premier Ford first announced that Brampton will be the home of Toronto Metropolitan University's new medical school. I'm very proud to report that through the efforts of our provincial partners and the city of Brampton, we have made significant progress in realizing this ambitious goal, one that represents historic achievement for Brampton, Peel region, and the province as a whole. When we set out to create this new medical school, we had the people of Brampton at the forefront of our minds. Brampton is one of Canada's most culturally diverse and rapidly growing cities, and we understand the unique needs of this community. That's why we are committed to building an educational program that is community-driven, intentionally inclusive, and trains doctors whose cultural awareness and humility are as crucial as their medical skills. We are also committed to incorporating innovative learning practices that will enable students to be better prepared to meet the needs of the community. Our new approach is intended to support the province in, in improving urban health and addressing the needs of underrepresented populations. The new medical school will strengthen the healthcare system in Brampton in many ways not least of which is the development of a network of integrated health centers that will both hire and train doctors and other uh, healthcare professionals to offer medical care directly to between 20,000 to 50,000 Brampton residents who, uh, who currently don't have access to healthcare. The site also meets the space requirements to build a school of medicine that will acquire 255,000 square feet for classrooms, offices, research facilities, and an integrated health clinic. TMU is also receiving a $20 million investment from the city of Brampton to support renovations for programming and operations. The medical school will open in September 2025 with 80 undergraduate and 95 postgraduate seats. The school's primary clinical partner will be the William Osler Health System. CGRU reached out to President Lashmi for comment about the medical school and are awaiting a reply. More details to come. You know what? I was going to give this whole spiel about how TMU should be committing more money to fixing the school that already exists instead of building a new one. But honestly, I'm happy for Brampton. Good for them. Scarborough and Mississauga both get huge University of Toronto campuses. I bet Brampton felt kind of lonely. It's nice to see some other parts of the six getting some love. However, I do have one complaint. I'm pretty outspoken about my opinions on the TMU name change. The name Ryerson absolutely had to be removed from the school, but I think the change to Toronto Metropolitan University is totally lame as far as new names go. Although, it did make sense. 
All of the Toronto Metropolitan University buildings were in downtown Toronto, in the metropolitan part of Toronto. But now there's going to be a campus in Brampton? When I think of Brampton, I don't exactly think of the word metropolitan. I can respect the decision to expand the school, but this decision was made within a year of rebranding the school as the school of our metropolis. I've always taken a lot of pride in our school being so distinct from the University of Toronto, but honestly, within the last year, I'm getting this sinking feeling that the heads of our school are aligning TMU to look more and more like U of T. <laughs> Oh boy, I've been taking up a lot of time with my talking segments today. So we're gonna do a nice, tight, clean installment of the weekly shout out. So for the last few weeks, I've been binging and ranking all Marvel Cinematic Universe movies with my roommates. And as many people may not know, a lot of them aren't very good and a lot of them are kind of tough to watch. However, I'm still a comic book shill and I have undeniably watched them all. There are the obvious masterpieces like Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, and Infinity War. However, I'm of the firm belief that there are some sleeper hits in this collection. So, this week we'll be shouting out some sleeper hit MCU movies, or well, as sleeper hit as a multi-million dollar franchise can get. First things first, shout out Captain America the First Avenger! Woo! It's a long name! Okay, so just to clarify, none of these movies I'm talking about are like masterpieces or anything. They're just better than you remember and probably worth a watch. Captain America 1 is actually pretty darn solid. It offers a really interesting character study of Steve Rogers, a character who is so undeniably pure of heart that he doesn't even need a character arc in this movie. Now, unfortunately, this movie goes straight up nuts for like half an hour and makes the whole movie like 50% worse. However, for what it is, it's a cute period piece action movie. Second thing second, shout out Iron Man 3! <laughs> this movie is different than Captain America 1, as instead of it being a bunch of high highs and low lows, it's just a pretty steady satisfactory feeling the whole way through. The real highlight of this movie is the action. Shane Black, the director, has directed a lot of solid action flicks before, so you get to see these great scenes of well choreographed action just ricocheting everywhere. For a franchise with a lot of bad action set pieces, Iron Man 3 is a nice surprise. And finally, ugh, my baby, shout out Spider-Man Homecoming! Woo! 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 I take it all back. This movie is a masterpiece. I'm doubling down. This movie is so good, I could rave about it for hours, but I'm oh, almost out of time. So I'll just say, great comedy, amazing cast, all the emotional beats hit, super underrated villain, and if you don't have time to watch the rest of the MCU, it's all good because this one is basically self-contained. So, for my musical segment, I'll usually try and find a smaller band or go out of my way to listen to some new kinds of music, both for me and for y'all. However, Something drastic has come to my attention that has forced my hand. Not enough people know about Little Sims. I don't know how this happened. I thought Little Sims was a government-mandated listen, but I guess that law is still being debated in Parliament. In the meantime, 
I'm going to take the law into my own hand and enforce some little Sims listening. So, in favor of educating the masses, I've decided to just play a great little Sim song from her most recent album. Listen carefully, everyone. This is an artist you should know. That was Gorilla by Little Sims. Little Sims, a London-based artist, has been on a huge rise in the hip-hop world since the release of her album Sometimes I Might Be Introvert in 2021. And for good reason, it's a phenomenal album, with some great bars and very well-produced beats. She's made her mark in the hip-hop world. And honestly, I might go as far as to say she's currently one of the best hip-hop artists out there. With the beginning of a new decade in 2020, we haven't seen very dominant albums from longtime classic artists. J. Cole's most recent album was a flop, Drake hasn't released a good album in like 7 years, and Kanye has just completely bit it as both an artist and a human being. I'm calling the shot, I think Lil Sam is going to be one of the most popular hip-hop artists of this decade. Although, I think that's the only shot I can call. Even though we're already a third of the way into this decade, I can't really tell which hip-hop artists are going to gain prominence. I know which artists I want to gain prominence, but with the genre changing so much within recent years, it's really hard to tell. Ooh boy, we made it to the end and just in the nick of time. I was scared I was going to get cut off there, but luckily, I put the pedal to the metal in the Marvel movie section. However, I think me taking my sweet time on the other sections was really worth it. We got a very introspective listen and a discussion thanks to Jada, and the news about the new TMU branch opening up was interesting as well, even if I had some complaints. Plus, I hopefully was able to educate some Little Sims haters out there to join the side of the Little Sims lovers. Thanks for listening everyone, I'm Josh with CJRU, and this has been What's New CJRU on CJRU 1280AM in Toronto. Thank you.